0: So many people want to be wise in their own eyes. They want you to think they are wise. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 7 Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. There is a Catholic woman who used to come visit me, and she would begin immediately to speak various sayings of the world, things that she had read in the newspaper, things that other people had said, things that she thought of her own mind. After she would speak these things, I would just look at her and say, That is not in the Bible. I want my wisdom to come from the Bible. Frequently, after I would say that, she would leave and I wouldn't hear from her maybe for a week or two, and then she'd call me again and want to go to dinner or something, and she would begin saying the things that were of her own wisdom, and I would say to her, That is not in the Bible. I want to build my house on that which is in the Bible, and she would disappear again. I find that people often want to tell their own wisdom. One woman one day looked at me and said, Cancer comes from people keeping bottles of water in their car and drinking those bottles of water. I see nowhere in the Bible that tells us that. People just love to tell the reason that something happened. Be careful about that. Solomon, who was the wisest of all men, warned us about people who wanted to always be telling the reason that something happened. Let me see if I can find that verse for us from Proverbs it might be Proverbs twenty six sixteen that I'm thinking of. The sluggard is wiser in his own conceits than seven men that can render a reason. People want to be able to tell why something happened. Be very careful about this. I, I really try to pull myself back when I start to explain why something happened. Because I know it's very unwise to do this unless you are certain God showed you why this happened. There's a woman that I've been acquainted with that if you happened to say, I have a sore throat, she would just get deadly still until she could think of the reason that you probably had the sore throat. She just loved to be wise in her own eyes. This is very serious matter. Watch yourself about this. Be careful when you start to give a reason for something. Stop yourself and say, Now, is this something that God has explained to me? And if so, tell it. But if it's just out of your own mind, you might want to ask God to not let you tell that. For it may just be wisdom from conjuring in your own mind. But this is one of the ways you identify those people who want to be wise in their own eyes. Solomon warns us about this all through the book of Proverbs. Be not wise In thine own eyes, fear the Lord and depart from evil. Jesus said he was meek and lowly in heart. Matthew 11. We have to be so careful about the subject of wisdom. I spent so much time in the book of Proverbs as a new Christian. God took me to Proverbs and I spent literally months considering the need to call on God for wisdom and not to depend on myself. I was also taken to John chapter 5, verse 30, where Jesus says, I can of mine own self do nothing. I was shocked when I read that scripture. If Jesus can do nothing i reasoned that i certainly couldn't do anything if i didn't hear from god i just didn't know i didn't know the answer on that thing there's another very serious problem in this subject of wisdom and planning for future we don't know future unless god shows us the future so Solomon warns us in Proverbs fourteen twelve. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. I remember years ago there was a young married couple in the church I attended, and they quit their secular jobs to go to Israel to minister the gospel. They were gone for about a week and then all of a sudden they showed up at church again and we were all wanting to know what happened. Why are you back? And they said, we got to Israel and we found we couldn't do anything because we didn't know the language. So they turned around and came back to Dallas. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man But the end thereof are the ways of death. Lots of times people want to minister for God. They want to go out and do great things for God and do works for God. And they start out on these works and they don't realize what danger they're in. Because if God God didn't author that work, even though it seems to them a good work, If it's just a work of their own mind, which seems good in their own sight, they are in serious danger of being turned away by Jesus in the day of judgment. Jesus warns us about this in Matthew chapter 7. Start at verse 21. Jesus says, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. See, you have to do the will of God. It has to be the will of God for you to visit that sick person. You can make the sick person worse rather than better by your visit. It has to be authored by God. All things that we do have to be authored by God. So Jesus says not everyone that saith unto me Lord, Lord shall enter into the kingdom of heaven but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day Lord, Lord have we not prophesied in thy name and in thy name have cast out devils and in thy name have done many wonderful works and then I will profess unto them I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. We had a man who came to our house to do extermination work, to exterminate mice and try to get rid of the insects at our house. This man came in and he immediately identified himself as being a Christian. And in a few minutes he told me of ministry work that he does, that he has a friend who's a prophet, and they meet in the summers and go to different places to minister. And he started to tell me of the different places, and I stopped him. And I said to him, how did God show you to do this? He couldn't answer me. And I explained to him, our works have to be authored by God to be good works. He even mentioned this scripture in Matthew chapter 7, where many would be turned away because their works were not authored by God. And I said, let me give you this example. On January the 10th, 1980, I was asleep in the night. I was awakened by a very loud trumpet-like voice saying to me, Hartford, Seattle, KWJS. I jumped out of bed, wrote those words on a notepad, not wanting to get them mixed up. I looked up KWJS, and it was a radio station. And I said to God, are you telling me to go on radio? I wouldn't know how to do that. And immediately the Holy Spirit said, call the radio station manager. So the next day I called the radio station manager at KWJS and I told him God might be showing me to go on radio and I said, how would you do that? And he said, make an audition tape 29 and a half minutes long, send it to me and if you fit our programming, we will offer you a contract. So that same morning, I made a tape, 29 and a half minutes long. I sent it to the radio station manager. Immediately, he offered me a contract. I was broadcasting on radio within five days. I said, now, tell me something. Would you say that God put me on radio? And he said, yes. I said, see, you've got to have it authored by God before you do anything. He has to be the one sending you out. And if you can't tell someone how God told you to do this work, I question that it would be a work of God. You see, I can tell you exactly how God showed me to start a blog and write on a blog. I can tell you when he showed me. It was in the year March twenty. 12. He showed me through a dream. A woman was singing to a group of people, and I said, it's a little voice, but it's a nice little voice. And God took me immediately in the dream to the subject of a blog. When I inquired about the blog, I found it cost no money at all to set up a blog, and the messages went all over the world. Now, what did I find from it? It's a little voice. It's not a great big voice. It's a little voice. It goes all over the world, but it's a nice little voice. Since that time, we've had over a million people view the exhortations that have been on our blog, Jesus Ministries Exhortations. Now, did God show me to start a blog? How did he show me to start a blog? I can answer that instantly. If you say to me, how did God show you to do these podcasts? I can tell you instantly how he showed me. First, he called the word podcast to the mind of Pam Paget. She was just waking up when she heard podcast. Before she got out of bed, she pulled up the word podcast on internet to read about it. I was considering going back on radio at that time. That was 2020. I was considering going back on radio. She told me about podcast, and I thought that it sounded better than radio. It goes all over the world, and it has a library that builds up. So if you miss the podcast, if you miss the broadcast that day, you can hear it two or three days later or a year later because it's archived into a library. I really like that idea. You miss a radio broadcast, you've missed it. It's very, very, very limited, and limited to one city or maybe a few others if you happen to have stations. It's much more limited than podcasts and much more expensive because podcasts cost $100 per year. That's all we have to pay our podcast host, $100 a year. The least expensive radio station I remember having back in 1980 was $800 a month, a month. And the station in New York City cost $2,400 a month. There wasn't any internet in 1980, so we couldn't do podcasts. They didn't exist. We couldn't do blog. They didn't exist. So God put me on radio by giving me three words in the night, which I believe were delivered by an angel of God. Three trumpet-like words put into my ear. Hartford, Seattle, KWJS. Why Hartford, Seattle? Within a year's time, we were on radio from coast to coast. Starting with KWJS. How can one doubt that's of God? But these people come to me all the time. I just get email after email from ministers who say they are pastors, or usually it's pastor that they say they are, maybe once in a while evangelists, but mostly pastors. And they tell me how much they love what I write and how much they love my broadcast. And then they ask for money or Bibles or computers. They're looking to me to be their God. When they say the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. They're really seeing humans as their shepherds. They even ask me to be their shepherd. They ask me to supervise them. If they're of God, Jesus supervises them. If they're called by God, It's Jesus who sets them in the ministry and gives them messages and supervises them. But they ask me to supervise them. I don't do that. Neither do I give them money or send them Bibles or send them... Well, one time we sent a computer to one man. And after that he wanted a camera and then he wanted something else. He was seeing me as his meal ticket. Well, that's not unusual. They see you as their meal ticket at churches. Well, it shouldn't be. David said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. Paul said, if a man will not work, neither shall he eat. I've had these beggars come up to me, able-bodied men walk up to me and want me to give them money for gasoline or something like that. I don't give money to people that are able-bodied like that. If he's an able-bodied man, a big husky man, begging for money, the Bible tells me, if he won't go out and work, neither shall he eat, don't be a part of this. Wisdom. The Bible is filled with wisdom. And the Holy Spirit brings to our mind scriptures to show us what to do. In cases where an able-bodied man walks up to you, often I'm reminded of the Bible, if a man will not work, neither shall he eat, and I don't give to him. James one five: if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all liberally and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. Promise of God, if you lack wisdom about what to do, Ask God. He knows the future. That person that you're about to ask doesn't know the future, unless God has shown it to him. Just keep remembering, God knows the future. And there's a promise here that if you lack wisdom, you can ask God, and he will tell you what to do. He won't have you do something when there's going to be a financial crisis and you can't pay for it, or you're going to need that money for future. You can go forth in assurance, spending money in assurance when God is the one who authors the thing that you are about to do. I will give this example. 2020. I was considering upholstering the front seats of my 25-year-old car When I heard, or you could just buy a new car, I stood there and I said, that's right, I could. I just sold a house in Texas. The money was in the bank. I could pay cash for a new car and have money left over. That night I had a dream that I bought a new car. God even confirmed it for me with a dream. So I spent money to buy a new car. And I'm 83 years old and don't even drive a car. Pam, with whom I live, a church member with whom I live, she drives the car. She sold her old car. I put my old car up for sale, but nobody bought it right at first. Had one offer on it, which I turned down, because I really wasn't too sure at that point. Even not driving a car, I bought a car. Do you think I will need that money in the future? No. Why? Because God would not lead me to buy a car when I was going to need the money in the future. So we can go forth when we hear from God with assurance. And if you know the voice of God, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they Follow me. And he said they won't follow the voice of a stranger. Why not? Because we know his voice. We know he gives us options. We know it's not a driving type thing. The devil would try to drive us. But Jesus is leading us. We know his voice because we've had experience with him, because we know scriptures that tell us how to recognize the wisdom. That is from above, James three seventeen. It's pure, peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits without hypocrisy, without pretense, without partiality. We know those characteristics, so we know the voice of God when he speaks to us. And Matthew 11, God's yoke is easy, his burden is light. So we know. Because we've had experience, we know when God speaks to us. Thank you for allowing me to share this with you today.